0: NSF Uganda's half performance amid tabulance allegations. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your Pulse and Everything Business. In Africa, I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Rufa Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. The National Social Security Fund in Uganda has posted a positive performance despite Allegations of turbulence at the fund. The acting NSSF managing director, Patrick Ayota, as of thirty first December, twenty twenty two, the fund was worth seventeen point eight trillion Uganda shillings, with fixed income contributing seventy eight percent, equities at fifteen percent, and real estate at seven percent. Whereas contributions had increased by twenty two percent from six hundred and forty three billion Uganda shillings in December of twenty twenty one to 786 billion shillings in 2022. In this episode, he speaks about the impact of capital flight at the Nairobi Securities Exchange and its impact on the fund's portfolio. He also elaborates on what more the fund can do to play an active role in the economy.
1: What you want with equities is to understand the fundamentals of the company you have. I mean, Safari What are the fundamentals of Safari First, you've to use data. That's why it's time. So, it's the UBL, the fundamentals. So, still going to break up. <laughs> so, once you understand the fundamentals, you can ride the ups and downs of NSQ. If you look at the penetration rate for electricity in Uganda, it's not even, really nice. I think it's like less than 35%. So, there's still a long move for women to go. The fundamentals are right. And that's why with the equities, you have to take a long term view. Two years ago, Two years ago, equities were up by 35%. Today they're down by about 32%. Though our portfolio is down by about six percent. get what I'm saying? So we're doing better than the market. You write it around now. By the it's not the valuation for us that's an even an issue. Over the last six months up to the end of December, when you look at the market gains across all, we gain about 8.8 billion shillings. So it was okay. What was a probability? But then I covered bonds and things like Was an FX. As the Uganda shilling strengthens and you have to revalue back into Uganda shillings, mm-hmm. the valuation is lower in Uganda shillings. So there are two wormies that you have to constantly like monitor because it doesn't mean you incur a loss. I tell you guys uh, the way it works is if you bought a, a cow, you went to Kenya and bought a cow, and the, the cow is 10,000 Kenya shillings. Yeah, Uganda so what you did is and the exchange rate was 30 shillings to one shilling so you got your 300,000 shillings in Uganda exchange it to Kenya shillings got 10,000 shillings you went and bought a cow at the end of the year you still have the cow but now the Uganda shilling has strengthened to 25 shillings now when you revalue that cow in Uganda shillings now, that cow is worth $250,000 250, because the exchange rate did what? Straight ahead. So what you don't do is you don't sell your hold until conditions are favorable to do that. So that's basically, it comes from where, if you understand the fundamentals, you don't worry about Yeah, the U.S. US has been a bit stabilizing in terms of the world. Uh, they, I think as inflation went up, but that, that, the good thing the U.S. is very aggressive on the way it fights. They're aggressive. They What what spikes, spikes for a short time, but they, they always manage to bring it down. And so on. Because it hurts them also. But we just talked about this thing about creating jobs. That actually is something. We've got visits the last three months. I don't know how many patients have come to us. Said, but how are you guys doing this? Because they want to see if they can replicate it. You know, and for us, it creates members for us. We actually track them and we can tell you how many members have come up with that. And the cost, if you look at the cost of acquisition for them, it's much lower than even the, the regular thing we do. The next thing that we are going to be dealing with in agriculture, if you if want to accelerate saving for Ugandans and the bulk of your people in agriculture, you better figure out how to do it in agriculture. What's the biggest problem in agriculture? But the problem that agriculture is the certainty of a market there is no market that has been organized enough for agriculture. So the motivation to be productive is low. The motivation to borrow money or to lend money is low because there's insanity in the marketplace. The day we as Ugandans can organize the marketplace. So a farmer in Kumi knows that when I grow my maize I have a forward price somebody will show up, buy it and take it you will revolutionize agriculture. So, what's our role? Can we shape that marketplace? Not just internally, in the region. I challenge you and say, how many years have we been in Somalia? 15 years. We passed from Somalia. 15 years. What do Somalis eat? They eat potion, but not our potion. They eat rice, but not our rice. Why not? Why can't they eat our rice? Why can't they eat our portion? Everything is better than what they're eating. You get what I'm saying? So what we need to be able to do from a a Australian perspective is how to overlay the national commercial interest on the military victories we are accomplishing in the region. One of the most interesting things is, like, we have a Yale fund. Nobody knows actually about the Yale fund. It's a a 20 million euro fund because it's done in combination with the European Union. And a person who has got a uh, medium sized uh, can actually go and apply for facilities there and they can get it. So yeah, the areas we are finding But the whole I think the whole philosophy is a bit of a change. We need to intervene and either have, make people be able to have more money by having jobs or helping them in their business cycle. So they're have more money. That's the only way they're going to save with us. So we're very selfish. We're not doing it for charity.
0: A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Zimbabwe's central bank cut its policy rate by 50 basis points to 150% in February, saying monthly inflation has been trending down since the last quarter of 2022. Consumer prices went up 1.1%, from a month earlier in January, easing from a 2.4% rise in December, prompting the annual rate to ease to 229.8% from 243.8%. The central bank added that its tight monetary policy stance will continue. The central bank of Tunisia kept its key interest rate steady at 8% in February after delivering a 75 basis points hike in December to combat high inflation. Policymakers noted that annual inflation continued to rise to 10.1% in December of 2022, its highest level in more than three decades against 98 percent in the previous month. Oil and gas giant Shell reported record annual profits after energy prices surged last year following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Profits hit $39.9 billion in 2022, double last year's total and the highest in its 115-year history. Energy firms have seen record earnings since oil and gas prices jumped following the invasion of Ukraine. It has heaped pressure on firms to pay more tax as households struggle with rising bills. Last year, the UK government introduced a windfall tax called the Energy Profits Levy on the profits of firms to help fund its scheme to lower gas and electricity bills. Energy prices have begun to climb after the the end of the COVID lockdowns but rose sharply in March, last year, after the events in Ukraine led to worries over supplies. the price of Brent crude oil reached nearly 128. US dollars a barrel following the invasion, but has since fallen back to about 83 dollars. Gas prices also spiked, but have come down from their highs. The SNP Global Egypt PMI fell to 45.5 in January of 2023. From 47.2 in the prior month, pointing to 26th straight month of contraction in the non oil private sector. Output buying levels and employment all extended declines amid marked depreciation of the Egyptian pound. Avenue orders decreased at a faster rate, and export sales contracted the most since last September. Some firms said import restrictions led to further supply shortfalls, which hindered activity and contributed to a sustained rise in a backlog of work delivery timelines were also impacted by shortages as farms reported delays in the arrival of items for the third month running on prices input cost inflation rose to its highest level in four and a half years on the back of rapid fall of the local currency while selling charge while selling charge went up to the steepest rate since february of 2017. looking ahead the sentiment was down to the third lowest level since the series began in April 2012. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial and you can find me at The K. Don.